1: This is episode 61 on the Merry Biz podcast with Christo and Francisca from Basic Bananas. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. have not one but two guests on the show. They're internationally renowned speakers. They've been featured on TEDx and Mind Valley, entrepreneurs and adventurers, known for their thought leadership and doing things a little bit differently. They're the leaders in small business marketing and co-founders of Basic Bananas and The Business Hood, and we are so super excited to welcome Francisca and Cristo to Bears. Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you for having us. Our pleasure.
1: We're super excited to have you on the show. And the first question we ask everyone is, what is on the agenda for you guys today?
0: Oh, very good. Well, we
1: we already had um, a,
0: it's it's
2: only nine o'clock and we've already had a yoga class and a surf. Ah! And now, now we're talking to you two awesome chicks.
0: I, we're sitting here too, like because we will go to the might go to the office later, but we're sitting here. We've had a surf. We're sitting here in our place, and it's right on the beach. So looking out over the ocean, it's pretty nice. Um, and I
2: definitely have a few. I have a, actually I have a, an interview with Cosmopolitan, which is awesome. And oh. um, let me see in my diary, and then we're filming some. Some more videos for our basic bananas.
0: Marketing video tips we send out to our kind of audience, um, tips and tricks, and um, renovating new office. That one's on the cards for me. So um, there's been me, the part of our team, the boys on our team, we got in there and we smashed up. the. We've just bought a new office, so we're renovating this thing, getting it all set up. So it's like a therapy session we had, knocking down walls and stuff. So.
1: (laughs) We, we actually went to yoga too, so we have seven. Oh no, you guys! How good is My yoga? Fire. <laughs> okay, cool. So we want to know a little bit more about how you got to be doing what you're doing because we need the story. Like, how did it all begin? How did you guys meet? And how did you create Basic Bananas businesshood, etc.
0: Yes, good question.
2: Do
1: you want to start? Um,
0: I'm lucky to remember yesterday, let
2: alone... <laughs> no, I, I could start if no, you want. We, I mean.
0: <laughs> we are a few years back. Well, you start, you start, and then that's your start. <laughs> you, that's a good idea. Okay. It works better He's outsourcing already. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> all right. Um, so, basically, about eight or nine years ago, I, I was working in advertising and marketing. So, I was working in one of the big advertising agencies down here in Sydney, and... It was great. I learned a lot. I, I got to work with some great clients. For example, Westpac was one of my clients. The Cancer Council was fantastic to work with. And my job there was to manage, to come up with strategy and really manage their campaigns. So come up with ideas to spend their money, their budgets in the best possible way. So sometimes, you know, a Westpac would come and say, we have half a million dollars, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And so then we had to come up with strategies for them. And then eight and a half years ago, I had a phone call while well, I was just, it was a Sunday morning. Christo and I just came out of the surf and I was sitting at home and my brother called me. I have one older brother, he's hes Swiss. Um, Obviously, some people that are listening to your show might think that I have an accent. No, I don't have an accent. <laughs> maybe I do. I grew up in... <laughs>
0: <laughs> everyone else that has everyone else
2: has an accent. I certainly don't. And so my brother called me from home, Switzerland, and he said our father, who was 58 at the time, had just passed away. He had a heart attack and just out of the blue, just oh. passed away. And it was completely, you know, one of those moments where you just get completely shaken up and your world is upside turned upside down, and you don't really know what's going on and what matters anymore. And so. I had one of these moments in my life where I had this question in my mind, in my head, super clear, which was, if I was to die right now, would I be happy with what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Am I happy with what I'm doing? And the answer was no. And so I left my career in advertising, which, you know, for a good Swiss girl, you don't just leave your career. I was making good money and I was climbing the career ladder and doing all this stuff that you do as a good, hardworking Swiss girl. And so... I partnered up with Christo, who already was a business owner and entrepreneur himself, and he's got a little bit of an interesting story too. And I said, hey, with the skills that I have working in marketing and advertising and his skills as an entrepreneur and mindset also, we can make a huge impact in people's lives. And so we started Basic Bananas about eight years ago, where we focus on educating small business owners on doing good marketing so how can they get more out of their marketing really how can they do marketing that doesn't suck most marketing that is out there is just a little bit annoying and it's not very effective or is outdated so now we have a business where we run workshops educational workshops in six cities around australia in los angeles and we just launched in canada two months ago which is very exciting wow. amazing wow That's- Christo's background is slightly different. He, he thinks he's a Euro and his name is a little bit Euro, but he's definitely well, not a Euro. When people say our
0: names together, they think Christo and Francisco. It must be a couple of Euros and they typically think I'll be some sort of Greek god or something like that. <laughs> the name like that <laughs> i did get confused by the aussie
1: accent
0: i was like wait a second <laughs> yeah what's going on here no my full name is actually christopher but growing up at north narrabeen which is like sydney's northern beach is very much a surfing community and everybody's name gets shortened and yeah. it ends up with o on the end
1: yeah okay okay well that makes <laughs>
0: sense <laughs> before you have any say in it so um i became christo and um and I had the hopes and dreams to be a professional surfer, and something happened. Whatever happens, stroke of fate, maybe the planets aligned, or um, just uh, excited to do something that maybe there's some I have some natural ability for, or whatever it is. I, I very fortunate I actually got to do it. So for seven years, I travelled around the world and um, competed, and I had wow. yeah, super cool sponsors, and like Billabong Australia was a major sponsor, and a bunch of other surfing labels and things. So my role was to kind of maintain ranking results in competitions and made sure I was being seen in surfing media like magazines and videos and things. So it's kinda of like I was kinda of like a marketing tool for them back then. I'm still a bit of a tool. I'm just a different kind of tool. <laughs> Slightly different kind of tool now. <laughs> I, um it's funny when you crack yourself up with your own jokes. <laughs>
2: It's so We're laughing all the time. Yeah, we're laughing at your joke. It's, funny. it's a funny
1: joke, Christo. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've got ears in this house. That's how funny. Someone
2: found it funny. Someone found it funny. <laughs> um,
0: anyway, um, uh, then I bought my first business. Kind of came to the end of the glory days. And the first business, I bought, well, I did, I did. I've always done little ventures and little things. Mm. Um, even when I was in school, I used to buy lollies and then I used to upsell them when I'd get to school, you know, to, to my friends and you know yes. stuff and like. I, love I uh, <laughs> you
2: ripped your friends. Surf off. You're coaching. Still going. Yeah, you're yeah. Still, you're still cracking. Still
0: laughing. The um, surf coaching and things I do for kids that wanted to be professionals and stuff. But the first real business I bought was called um, Softboards Australia, and what we we produced beginner surfboards. So I ran it for about seven years and then sold it. It's still running now. And um, if, it's kind of like if you've ever been to a surf school, pretty much anyone in Australia, if you've ever been to a surf school and had a surfing lesson, there's a pretty good chance you've ridden one of our boards.
1: Yeah, that's- them. I'm pretty sure I've ridden one of them. Yeah, away. I've ridden and
0: fallen <laughs> off a lot of them too. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. That's what they made so you can fall off without hurting yourself as much.
1: Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, and what did you do after you sold the company?
0: So sold that, well, my role was keep the thing alive. So pretty much at the start of that company because it, it was really seasonal. So mm-hmm. summer was flat out, couldn't keep up. Winter was too quiet and yeah. I had a team of five guys, a lot of overheads, a big factory and um. We, um, and so I'd be scratching my head. So my my role was like, obviously, as the business owner, no one cares as much as you. So I was like, I need to keep this thing alive. So that was kind of where my marketing journey started. I was like, I bought every online marketing gurus course you could ever imagine and started, went to Tate and I learned marketing and building how to build websites and apply this stuff I was learning. And, um, and then I, I just basically from there, um, the next thing I bought, there was another other couple of ventures and things like some other surf labels I brought to Australia and like one called Famous Wax, which is an American surfing accessories brand. And we got it into about 110 stores and then sold it. Um, we, yeah, so there's other things I did. But mine was mine was always the marketing role to just to, to keep things alive. And then when Francisca um, jumped across and sort of thought, like let's team up together and, um, you know, and do this stuff because, I, I kind of had naturally started, people had started asking me, it sort of yeah. just went that way anyway. I started helping other people and I was even doing marketing con- consulting and um, and providing marketing training to, you know, to different people and even some um, uh, like college, all sorts of colleges, I even like I had like life coaching college asked me like, can you provide marketing, you know, webinars, how you're doing stuff to the, yeah. to the students and um, some like natural therapy colleges and things and then, Basically, yeah, it was about eight years ago. We said, let's just do this together because it's, um, you know, her side brings the big world sort of advertising agency skills, and and mine's probably just the
2: she brings the brains, the, the, you bring the, the, the
0: surfer dude that just talks, <laughs> talks garbage <laughs> and just brings that side. So uh, <laughs> we,
1: um, it sounds like a perfect match.
0: Yeah, match made in heaven. We're very fortunate now. Our team's actually twenty-two people now, so we um, and some of the t- the team have. This team with similar backgrounds and you know like expertise in all different areas, um, which is amazing. So it's not it's not just us anymore. But kind of I guess that's how we came together. And then like obviously the whole fact that you can, you can actually make a difference for people and see the change in their lives. Like like it might sound a little bit cheesy, but I like to say we're in the business of transforming people's lives. Um, it's because of the when like our expertise, our focus is marketing. But marketing brings new life to a business, and when the business grows and starts to become a powerhouse, the people behind that business, you know, their their lives transform. Um, whether you really like you know, some people don't like to admit it or not, but like the it's kind of like the money helps them amplify the fun or amplify their family trips or, you know, their connection. Or they actually start a family because finally they've got you know, so we have amazing pretty amazing stories. We we have a we have a folder, here's a good little thing that's good to do with your team or for any of the listeners, um, we have a folder called customer loving. And mm-hmm. so every every week all the little love notes or cool things people say about how we've helped them or made a difference for them. Um, anything, whether it's on social media or anywhere, it's screenshot or emails, it's all put into the customer loving folder and then on our Friday team meeting, we we read out the customer loving so the whole team, we can all kind of bask in the glory of making a difference um, and it's quite, quite pretty cool stuff like comes out and yeah. everyone gets to see how even if they're just working in one area of the business, well, they're actually a part of that as well, you know. Um,
1: That's that amazing. Good. That is what a cool story I'm like smiling I'm like this is so cool I didn't know any of this like it's so cool and you meet people you know we this is the first time we've met and we get to hear your story and it's just super duper inspiring so what I want to talk about is I know you guys are big on perception and like audience perception and how businesses don't really focus on that so I want to get into that because what does it even mean to be perceived by your audience and like what should we all be aiming for?
0: Yes. So, by perceived by your audience, basically, what we want to do, like the whole big picture kind of summary of this, is um, it's it's about creating being consciously aware of what you want to be perceived, like what what you want other people perceiving you as. Mm-hmm. So, something like a big brand, like say a Gucci handbags, they have, people perceive that as a high end product, you mm. know, it's, it's kind of world class thing. Um, and what you can do is is actually decide the perception that you want for your brand, and then. Um, through a number of ways and consciously kind of pushing it out to the world, you can amplify that thing that you want to be known for mm-hmm. and then in turn it actually becomes reality. So mm-hmm. it's something you, you invent, like brands are invented, right? Like people yeah. sometimes don't realize it's just, that's just what we do, you know, but those, those brands um, often just come from someone's made it up, what they want it to actually represent. Yeah. Uh, and then it's by consciously amplifying that through, you know, basically every touch point to the world, you can, when you push it out enough, it actually becomes reality. Mm. So something like, a you know, a Gucci is perceived mm. as a high-end product. I've got to, some really good examples. We could yeah, share
2: and you well. know, also... The, the whole concept of perception and, and positioning, it applies both to, uh, if you run a business, it, it definitely applies to business, but it also applies to your personal brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And often in marketing, when when we work with businesses, we work with so many businesses every day. And one of the main reasons why a small business might be struggling or why their marketing isn't working or why they're pushing so hard and nothing is happening is because of the perception. Because that's really the most fundamental things that they need to look at first, first and foremost, before Mm -hmm. doing anything else. And that's often the first piece that gets missed because people just fly over it like, oh, yeah, I'm just Mm going to do some Facebook. And it's really, it's the wrong way around. You need to first look at the perception and create a very clear image out there for your business or your person before you then push the marketing Mm -hmm. on top of that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so with small businesses, I mean, there would be a lot of people out there who wouldn't know what they actually want audience perception to be like what are your top tips for you know like brainstorming okay I want to be perceived like this like what if someone just has no idea what they want
2: yeah, it's a very good question. It's definitely so let's take a business as an example. So you have to, if if you run a business and you're not sure how you want to be perceived, the mm-hmm. so the first question we do we do ask is how do you want to be perceived? And then if they're like, I don't know, mm-hmm. we'll take a list of of adjectives mm-hmm. that could describe a person and usually we would say look at your business as if it was a person. So if your business mm-hmm. was a a person, how would you describe her or him? And just use descriptive words it could be adventurous it could be brave funny it could be conservative it could be modern fresh young old it can be anything you would use to describe a person and sometimes not always but in most cases your business is a little bit of an extension of you Mm I mean, in your case, you two, your business is totally a reflection of your character. It's not a separate entity. Your business, the perception of of the Merrymaker sisters is exactly a reflection of who you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fun, young, upbeat, cheeky that's that's your brand and that's also the business brand. And often that is the case. Now, if somebody says, well, but I'm I'm nerdy and I'm really old school and conservative, I don't want that to have in my brand, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You can be that as your personal brand. You might be the nerdy type, maybe conservative, but maybe your business is not that. Maybe your business is young and modern and fresh and upbeat. That's cool. Yeah. So it depends on, on how you want to go about it.
1: Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I love that so much. So when once you figured out like those – kind of things they're kind of like values almost as well like when you're saying a few of those words like brave I was like oh that's like a value like that you want to be perceived that way what do you do next like how do you infiltrate your brand and put it out into the world that you are brave or you are modern like is it to do with design is it to do with I guess everything
0: yes absolutely the um There's a couple – I'll throw a couple of odd questions on that too that could help – just come to mind that could help um, listeners too to clarify like – because say you end up with a list of like 15 things Mm. that you would be known for. Um, Well, the world's not going to know you for 15 different things. So so it's never going to happen. Like if you think of big brands like you think of a, you know, a Qantas people might say safety or you think of like a Harley Davidson might say rebellion, you know. and they're not going to say rattle off or oh, Harley Davidson Davidson's known for safety and rebellion. You know, it's like yeah. that would be their brand if they tried to amplify a different message. Um like Volvo, you might say safety, or yeah. um you might say Virgin, and you'd say, you know, fun as well, or something yeah. like that. Um it's not gonna be fifteen different things. So if you have this big list, you need to then kind of try and do colour down to I, I typically say to people it would be even one or two things, to be honest, because um, the world's not going to spend 15 minutes raving about you. You know, if you want to really own your industry, own your space uh, and be known for something, you, you're basically going to pick one or two things and that's it. And then it's um, a matter of, and it can help if, you, if you're looking at the list going, oh, gee, I don't know, look at all these, you know, these are the first five. But, um, there can be things you can already ask existing customers like what do you like most about us and listen most importantly <laughs> keep your ears open when they talk um you could also ask questions like what do you want to be remembered for so, so let's say if it was 100, 100 years into the future 150 years into the future what would you want your business to be remembered for you know what mm. you're saying um and another question i have to throw at people is if if i was like a happy customer of yours right now and I love you guys and or your business or your product or service. Um, and I'm off, you know, at the cafe with my best friend talking about you. What would you want me saying to them, to my friend about you? Yeah. Uh, and then then we look for um, putting it out to the world. So finally to answer your question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
0: really good. What was the question again? No,
1: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I keep talking. Moving on. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then then getting it out to the world. So exactly right, you said even through through branding and things. Yeah, exactly. So um, one example, a um, sailing school we worked with. We looked at him and we thought, okay, who's the market? What's the number one concern? The actual market was kids. Um, so um, for him, his business being kids, well, um, kids. It's actually mums. So mums are the decision makers. Whether they're going to you know, send the kids along or not. Mums generally want their kids back after a sailing lesson. Yeah. Um, his other decision-maker are uh, uh, heads of PE, depart- like heads of sports um, departments in schools. So he kind of has two markets. It's um, P- like school, sports, heads, people, and it's also mums um, because within range of his sailing school, there's about 3,000 schools that can drive in the summer Um, you know, summer sports times like term four and term one in Sydney, Sydney Sailing School. And um, so basically their number one concern of the market is safety. So with him, it's like, okay, you need to be known as the safest sailing school in all of Australia if you're known as that. With these two as your market, you'll never have a problem finding customers ever again. Um, So with him, what we'll do is um, look at every touch point. So even the logo, uh, we did a redesign of his logo where we looked at what are colors mean? Blue is a secure, safe color. Um, we looked at the name, even it was, a, to, it was Sail previously. So we said, all right, look, let's actually update. You don't have to always update the name, but there was an opportunity because Sydney Sailing School was available in his case. So we're like, well, brilliant. That yeah. sounds, that sounds big. It sounds secure. It sounds safe. It sounds like they're going to learn something and it resonates with both mums and, um, you know, school, obviously school teachers as well. Um, we put the lifeguard colors into his logo as well to like, you know, obviously a little bit of safety there and then even any touch point so you look at anything and everything so even say if you're creating an invoice um would say okay chris what, what's emphasizing safety in that you know anything anyone sees so people often think i oh, send the bill but send the bill and then have on there another line which says um you know here's the the bill for the school for the sailing whatever for the term um and have a line that says you know, um, working with the safest or having the safest sail- or most qualified, um, you know, sailing instructors in all of Australia and the, and the strictest safety um, routine in, in all of Australian sailing schools, that comes free. You know, having a line like that just includes wow. something like that. Wow. Uh, Smart. Gosh, I, yeah.
1: would ne- I never would have thought like, look at your invoices, make yeah. sure that they're like reflecting <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: your
2: brand and how
1: you're being perceived.
0: Uh, get paid, but yeah. Yeah, it, it we're super
1: you.
2: particular with this, especially... Also, through our branding agency, we're so, you know, almost anal with the little details like that, because sometimes you don't actually realize how much thought goes into brand building. But if you do a really good job, I always say when we we do a lot of speaking gigs, Christo and I, and when I talk about branding, I always say, if you have a very strong brand, even if things don't go amazingly in terms of, say, the economy or people have a fear of purchasing because the economy is going down Mm -hmm. or or the media are are exaggerating about something, (laughs) then if you have a very strong brand, you will still be around. Yeah. Have that foundation. And so you Mm. really have to invest in doing something good on that front. Wow. So
0: interesting. You you can also, like... um, you should look to reinvent it. So we'd say things to Chris. We worked with Chris over a period of a year. He was in our like our clever bunch program, which is when we work with people over a year, so we have time to you know, roll things out. And um, even things like I'd say, you know, like we'd say to him, look, even if if the school's there and you have the opportunity to demonstrate that you're you know doing some extra safety check before you go out, just do it. Like you know, like actually purposely show them. Um, like an example of this would be someone like Volvo. You know, Volvo are known for safety, for example. Um, so they reinvent things from time to time and pretty much make it up because they want to maintain that position as being known as the safest. Like there was a few years back they invented, I think it was like the five-point seatbelt safety check, something like that. So you get the idea. It's like basically just make up a new, <laughs> a new thing. Um so they, and if they're smart, they're, you know, which they obviously they are because they own that space, they'll, they'll continue to do that, you know, continue to reinvent and just come up with new safety routines and new safety procedures and new safety things to amplify to the world. Yes, of course, we're still, you know, pushing this thing.
1: Ah, that's real. That's so clever. It's I like know. yeah, we're like we're top of industry because we're inventing this new thing, like.
0: That's, exactly
1: the perception. Yeah. yeah wow that's really brands cool. are so interesting yeah what like what are your favorites well, just,
2: just quickly to uh, because wall of used to be one of, of my clients in advertising yeah. and it's not that you just go and invent something and then say oh look at this i'm so awesome but the, it comes it's actually the safety comes first it's like safety is part of their essence it's yeah. part of their perception and so because they have that perception now all of their company including the engineers they know hey we stand for safety what can we do to be safer and luckily they did suddenly come across this system so it's not like you know invent something and pretend that you're so awesome no 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 <laughs> just just live it yeah, <laughs> and
1: so it's tr- it's like going back to that authenticity like what what are you true like what's your true essence and then Absolutely. sort of put that into the world and you exactly. can do that by reinventing yeah, I love it.
2: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah.
1: Who like who influences you guys? Like, is it entrepreneurs, businesses, brands? Like what are your both biggest influences?
2: Ooh, that's a question that yeah. I have never asked myself.
0: Rock stars. <laughs> Rock stars is my <laughs> one.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. I like, <laughs> it's like
0: it's not the answer. Music. You. I Definitely. like, but like yeah. um, I like um I influences like lots of I think different people at different times. Um yeah. Like, you know, I might read a book and go, oh, I love this and I'm into this, or like, you know, like a marketing book or something, or then I'm, you know, I'm suddenly, um, Actually, and this is, might seem weird, but I'll read some, completely non-related to business and marketing things. And, and I, I'm into like rock star biographies. <laughs> so cool. I might, might read a rock star biography and, I'm, and it's like Bob Dylan was doing something creative in his process to write his songs. And then I kind of like go into fantasy land as I'm creating ideas for a video, you know, marketing ideas or something. And suddenly it actually kind of helps to inspire ideas. Yeah, yeah. And, um and or it's someone else who's just like rampaging, like busy, just pushing it as a rockstar, you know, like touring like a crazy maniac and they get to yeah. the top of the world. And, and then I feel kind of like, you know, okay, let's push out, you know, let's push our business along. And it's like, it's almost that um, inspiration that comes from other areas. I don't have like one guru that yeah, I Yeah, no,
2: like I d- I'm still thinking and I, I, I don't really have one. I've never had in my life just one person or or, or one guru that I think is a guru. I get if talking about inspiration, I probably get more inspiration just being outside and mm. sitting in the surf, <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. or or playing music, or doing something creative. I, you know, I think that's more how I get inspired Brand. rather than yeah, about- totally. this,
0: actually. This is like a brands do set example to like big brands, you know. Um, like someone like a Harley Davidson, I find that inspiring. I find yeah. Apple's Apple's marketing journey super yeah. inspiring. Um, someone like a Gucci handbags, like I sort of mentioned before. You love Gucci
2: handbags. How many yeah, have you I got in it. your collection?
0: Um, I can't say it's
2: embarrassing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but like no, I like I like those sort of brands, um, and I find that inspiring in terms of perception that they have created this thing that people believe and it, it is reality like like even things like um one thing we'll do with people we work with in our in our clever bunches we'll look at can we create price anchors and things so price anchor is like a um a high ticket item like someone like gucci for example what they'll do to to maintain their perception of a world-class product you know like like, like the reality is you could buy a handbag from Gucci, say it might be $3,000. bucks. i am sure you could probably buy a bag at Target for 80 bucks that still carries your stuff. But yeah. <laughs> it's not about carrying your stuff, right? It's right. about the, the perceived value that that bag gives you has to be more than perceived value of the money you're going to give them. Yeah. Um, so what they'll do is at, 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 you use a price anchor from time to time. They'll make like a $200,000 handbag. Wow. Um, now, they don't make… Money from selling two hundred thousand dollar handbags. However, they do make money by creating one from time to time as a showpiece. Mm. Um, so, what that bag will do is it makes people look at it and go, "Well, you know, okay, I can be a part of this two hundred thousand dollar handbag club." Wow, they're world class because they have a two hundred thousand dollar handbag, yeah. diamond studded strap or whatever. And then, um, you know, I can be a part of that club by only spending three thousand over here on this handbag. Mm. Um, and suddenly, it brings up the perceived value of this three thousand dollar handbag because now that's you know it's world class, it's sort of cutting edge. They've got this, and it creates a nice contrast too. Because if three grand was the highest offering they had, it would actually be perceived as more expensive. Um, whereas when it's sitting beside, you know, or there's something there that's a two hundred thousand dollar bag, it's, uh, it's it creates a difference. And this is this is about to bargain. Um, it's a bargain, <laughs> like, let's go, let's go,
1: let's buy 10. Online right now. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and this can be done in any business, so yeah. or pretty much any business. People find this a challenge, um, but it can be product, as I've mentioned, or service. Um, it can be, even with one of our members, we got them to do a super expensive toasted sandwich um, and you, because they're a cafe. so And you know what that did? It made them talk aboutable. So it's about managing your perception in the market Suddenly, they're in the like a half page story in the newspaper in Perth, and there he is with his toasted cheese sandwich, like pulling it apart. And it said, Rich, Rich toasty, creating a buzz, or something like that.
1: Wow, isn't um, that so clever?
0: Cool, eh? And it's yeah. pretty much like sometimes people look at it and go, You got to be kidding. It's quirky little things like that. And it's yeah. just, and, and it's sort of like, <laughs> I don't know if they're selling many of the toasties. Well, but money will <laughs> take a
2: lot of clients in to but check it's, them out. And
1: exactly. That's yeah, all it toastie, is. Yeah. It's all it is.
0: Exactly. It's yeah. A,
1: that's freaking awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's like doing like that. As you said, it's talk aboutable. So it's like not only is like that's something they're doing, but it's a media opportunity. It's spreading the word. It's getting people talking about it. So, so, so smart. I want to kind of get into like, I know we're running out of time, but obviously you guys are into like mindset and things like that. You do yoga and um, you spoke for Mind Valley, which is really, really cool. So what Helps you stay balanced. You have this big business, you must be super busy. What helps you stay grounded?
2: Definitely, definitely surfing. Mm-hmm. I think for, for both of us, yoga for me too, but 100% just the ocean, sitting in the ocean, being by the ocean, and surfing definitely helps for me.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'd agree. Definitely surfing. every. I want to surf every single day from um, no. no. running events around the country and or traveling internationally for work and stuff. Then there'll be days where I'll miss it, but. Mm. Um, it's either a surf or try and have a run or yoga or something every day. Um, even if you like, you got to be strict on yourselves. Cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs will, will get busy and they, they think, well, no, I've got all this stuff to do. But I know that at the end of the week, a happy Christo will be one that went surfing and did things, which will be more beneficial, um, for the long term benefit of the business to take that time out and it clicks yeah, yeah. your head. We do, um, with our team we do a ten it's only ten minutes, but it's it makes a difference. We do a ten minute meditation every day with the whole team. Oh, I, love, I it. love it. So we all sit on the floor. It's funny when people walk in at the office and we're all sitting there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really the postman. A postman <laughs> <office>. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Did I just walk into some weird or What is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dead,
0: dead, dead silent, we're on the floor Crickets. and like spread around the office. <laughs> some people just lay down. It's pretty interesting.
2: That is
0: awesome. Um, I but definitely that. that I think having fun in it too and just realising that the you You do the business to support the life um it's not the life's there to support the business the business isn't the thing I want to go to the, the grave with and go, "Wow, there it is you know it's like the business you you do it to support the life and hopefully the same is the same philosophy with our team like and the team if you create a team around you, I believe it's about making a better life for us and our team and our clients and customers we work with through like the clever bunch and things and um that's that's what it's for, and that needs to Did happen you answer
2: a question? Are immediately. You no,
0: I think it's immediate. It's just
1: that's the force. That. That. Like everything, everything <laughs> you said, yes, yeah, so amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm like super, just glad that we got to chat to you guys this morning and hear more about your business and everything you're doing. I think. As we said at the start, you are doing things a bit differently and just hearing those, even those few tactics that you explained, mm. I think it just has made our listeners be like, okay, I'm going to think differently. I'm going to think bigger. Like, what can I do that's going to stand out and what's going to be truly me? So I think super helpful. You know,
2: you know what's very interesting? We we just published a book on perception. Like, we wrote a whole book about this topic. Awesome. And- Yesterday, someone posted, I think it was on social media. One of our team sent it to us, said, I just finished your book and I totally, and it's, this is someone who has been in business for a long time. I'm totally rethinking everything that I'm doing
1: wow. based on this
2: book. And it's, cool. it's, in, yeah, I think. It's incredible how much you can actually do with perception and how much it it can influence what you're doing.
1: That sounds amazing. Well, can you quickly tell us where we can find more info about you and especially about that book because I'm sure lots of people would want to get their hands on it.
0: Yes, absolutely. So the book is on basicbananas.com, which is our main website. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of info about us and the things we offer on there. And also, um, so it's basicbananas.com forward slash perception is the The page where that book is on um it's pretty cool it also cracked the number one on amazon within like five days of launching marketing boom Um, there you go
1: (laughs) (laughs) gotta love that well we'll put all those links in the show notes so everyone can go and grab their copy and so guys the last question is what is the one mantra you're both living by can be different obviously (laughs)
2: You know, the first thing that came to my mind, and it's not completely a mantra, but it's uh, something that I, maybe it's a little bit of a mantra right now, is don't take everyone's advice. Because everyone always (laughs) wants to give you advice, and from the very beginning of even starting Basic Bananas eight or so years ago, I've always been very selective mm. with taking advice and I can see how a lot of people are not and mm-hmm. it's not helping them. So for me, my mantra is, yeah, you know, listen to people's advice, but don't take it. If, yeah. You, yeah. if you don't want to, you, yeah. you know sometimes what you need more than anyone. So take it with a grain of salt, as you guys say, I think, in English. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Question everything. Yeah, I love that We one. always say that. What about you, Christo?
0: Um, mine's definitely just to have fun every single day. I think just having fun and keeping fun in in the life and everything you do, and definitely because I'm my world's business owners and entrepreneurs and things. It's um, it's you know, I, I don't think you have to have wait till because you don't have to wait till your whatever success means to you comes before you can have like a lifestyle business or a business that supports your life. You can be a tiny operation, and we see people big and small that are stressed out and losing their mind, and then we see people big and small that we can work with and help them at it, um and they have a lifestyle business, whether it's a one-man, tiny little operation or it's in the garage or it's mm-hmm. a massive business, um, you know, you can still have fun every single day and, and that's probably pretty much what I like to do.
1: Hell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. That's <laughs> the best thing. Well, guys, it has been such an awesome time, pleasure. Chat. I know. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. and thanks again for your time and for sharing everything with us today. Thank you so much for having
0: for having
1: us. Seriously, how interesting is branding? We loved that episode, and we know that you guys did too. So remember, you can grab our free goal-setting guide over at Merrymakersisters.com forward slash biz. You'll get the guide and you'll also get weekly emails about every single podcast we upload. So you'll never, ever miss out. Yay, have a great day.